Lately, we've been doing everything from home, working from home, exercising from home, schooling from home, breakfast, lunch, and dinnering from home, wishing we were anywhere else on the planeting from home. And with all this extra time, we're realizing how important it is to make sure our place is the right place. Enter apartments.com. With the most listings and powerful search tools, it's easy to find exactly what you need. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back with you to talk about 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After episode number eight. And I'm so thrilled to be back talking about my favorite show on television here with the man who uh, was getting a little carried away with the bell, I have to say, but uh, did a great job. Uh, the, the, with Doctor Ninety Day Fiance, here he is. It's uh Puya Zamakili. Puya, how are you? I am good. I am excited. I'm happy. What do you mean carried away with the bell? The second episode, I only introed with it, and then we moved on. That first yes, episode, but it was uh, over. Overdid it. You over. You you burnt it out uh, right off the. You know the problem is the a new person with the bell is like, oh, I've got the bell now. Ding, 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 ding. Like, uh, you know, you can act like you've seen it before, Puya. No, nah, no. Nah. For me, it was like, I didn't, I couldn't decide what makes the bell by the end because everything made the bell in the first five minutes. So then mm-hmm. it was like, either everything gets the bell or I just have to stop myself. So then last week, I just did the intro and then I said, that's it. You get the bell for the intro to, to do the rock yeah. style, then move on. Yes, uh, you and Liana were great. I love listening to the two of you together. My experience that, to come back and do this podcast was I watched two episodes ago Friday night mm-hmm. and then listened to the podcast. Then Saturday night, I watched uh, one episode ago. And then last night, I watched the episode for this week. So I, I've seen three weeks of 90 Day Fiance in the last three days. That is an experience in and of itself. That is a lot of 90 Day yeah. to take in. So I might be a little more jumbled in time uh, with stuff that happened uh, two weeks ago that I think happened last night. So please forgive me if I'm uh, out of order. But no, I I thought that last night was great. Yeah, Yeah, I I ended up watching another banger. It really was. Honestly, I don't have any of the complaints I did with um, 90 Day Proper with this season because they've given us something every single way that I enjoy. At least one or two couples are hitting for me. So the ones that really miss, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. But last night was easily the biggest banger of them all. Literally. Uh, it's been so good. It's been real. The season has really heated up. And, and really, again, you and Liana were so much fun Thank you. talking about it. I, I, I love uh, getting the, the, the dynamics between the two of you interspersed with uh you know how you get to have been through the process so uh really really fun uh to get to listen to the two of you and i i hope we can get uh more liana on the season oh you you can and you most definitely will liana was honestly the perfect person to sub in for the two weeks she loves the show she's been enjoying this season so i did have a lot of fun picking her brain Mm -hmm. and being told i was saying and thinking incorrectly about a lot of the process along the way is always great for me um i didn't have to edit much (laughs) before i sent them to scott i only edited like three minutes off of each so it worked out 
Yeah, uh, I think that that was a new phenomenon that I'm not used to. That was like podcast guest Liana that she, uh, she was like uh, all over the place. She yeah, this is kind of how it goes for both Mass Singer and when I was on for 90, but 90 especially because she knows I'm fully controlling. She's like, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. No worries. I don't even she I don't think she she might have done notes, you know, she might have done notes, but no, she just comes in and hangs out and it's a good time for her. I'm always trying to pick up all the pieces. I'm always worried when I don't need to be because Liana fires in all cylinders. She says some things that then the RHAP out of context Twitter account pulls and I'm like, this is on the internet yeah. now. You said this. Why'd you say this? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess on that note, do you want to start with Kehlani and Asuelu? There is nowhere else we could start with appropriately. It has. They have do to. Do I be dab there. now? Is that when I do the dab? That's that, <laughs> that's when Liana literally dabbed. Yeah. Um. That is part of the show now. That you have to dab to start the game and start the series. And yeah, Kehlani and Asuelu will be the perfect place to start for us for episode eight. Okay, Kilani and Asuelu, we've been hearing about this romantic road trip for some time now, Puya, and it finally happened. This was Were all- you inspired? Is this going to be the next Air- Airbnb for <laughs> the real B&B for you and Liana? <laughs> Take her to the cabin. I feel like she would she would I think Liana would enjoy a cabin more than most, I do think. Um mm-hmm. so that could be yeah. a vibe for sure. Okay. Well, speaking of a vibe, Puya, uh, I guess let's before we get to the cabin. Mm-hmm. It was the highly anticipated shopping spree for Kehlani and Asuelu. Yeah, I'm feeling like you know. I feel like I blew it. I feel like that we, this should have been the last segment. No, no, no. This you're getting, is you're getting a, you're getting a, a, a good one right out of the gate, people. You're getting a very good one because I think the whole time anyone who watched the episode last night has been waiting with bated breath for you to talk mm-hmm. about their hang out at the sex shop which the sex shop was like in the back room of a bong a smoke shop i think so yeah i think that's uh, kind of common i feel like that for you know some of these cities especially uh that where you know like maybe not like in a major city but i feel like some of these other like uh like states where maybe again uh Kehlani, i think she said that is this the only one in utah or mm. south utah whatever wherever she lives like I think a lot of times you get the smoke shop and uh, adult novelties uh, lumped into one store. It's like a combination store. I mean, you, you, it's all easy access, so that works out well for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's all stuff that it's like uh, that people. some people don't want you to have it. I guess it all gets lumped in. But really, I mean, you're, uh, you know, uh, adult novelties and uh, s- smoking accessories. Not always mutually uh, exclusive. No, I mean, they do share a commonality in that there's a lot of them that are phallic shaped. But then that's it. That's where the commonalities kind of end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we don't get into how many items can be dual purpose at the store. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what what do you make of the rap that Kaylani and Asuelu did? I loved the sex shop no baby song. This was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think we should figure out a way to incorporate that into this podcast. Maybe not today, but featuring Tariq. Could we get him on a track? What is he doing these days? Of course we can get him on the track. <laughs> He's off the show. I'll find I'll see if I can track down his Twitter and send him a DM. If we can end up getting him, that would be phenomenal. No, that was that was very mm-hmm. sweet. It seemed like they both were going into this sex shop voyage with an open mind and with the same level of excitement, which I think was very much needed for for this. Yeah. And so 
Asuelu was, uh, you know, pumped up about the experience um, that neither of them, it seemed like, had been in any sort of a store like this, a shop like this. And um, they were just, uh, their, their breath was taken away. They couldn't believe the the sex toy technology, I guess, that, that yeah. exists. Very much a new experience for both of them. Uh, we find out that Kalani is sex positive, but also hadn't had sex until her and Asuelu when she was 28. So she is not experience. Yeah. And then yeah. Asuelu um, said there are no sex shops in Samoa. So this was his first experience. So I think that's the move is you go in both of you for the first time. You're going to have the same wonder. Yeah, oh, it's like Disneyland. Yeah, it's like oh, toys are us, but the uh, but the toys are for us. Yeah. So, Puya, in this episode, that I noticed that Asuelu, and again, I am not as fluent in all of uh, Asuelu's euphemisms mm-hmm. as Liana might be, who just uh, knew them all from like had them like written down. But um, he's often talking about the donuts and. It took me a while to know, figure out, surmise what the donuts are. Yeah, because he said at one point, I thought I was following the plot. Then he said um, big donuts. And I thought, how does some how do your donuts get big? Found out. So Mm -hmm. in the middle of all the things he's saying, donuts are what I would call the McNuggets. So that <laughs> yeah. we solved yeah. the mystery. I, I would call them more the the donut holes. Yeah, that would make more sense shape wise, especially. Um, but then I think the word hole would confuse him further, and then that would be a whole mm-hmm. different thing. Yeah, because when he was saying donuts, like I was like, okay, uh, that all right, I got that anatomy. No, but no, the donuts go with the sausage. Yeah, that's a weird breakfast. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like. You had it there. You could have said the- that like bangers and mash. Right. I mean, that's where it would be. That's where my mind goes to when you put the when Sweet you and talk- savory. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. So, yeah, because he says long mm-hmm. donut, long sausage in the same sentence. And then I thought, is he just saying the same thing twice? No, no, no. We now know the donuts are that. And then the sausage he didn't explain, but it spoke for itself. I feel like. Yeah. I guess donuts has nuts in it. Yeah. I didn't. We're like these nuts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Donuts. Can't believe you did that. And you dabbed. This is very much 2016 all over again. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess now with, with it containing the nuts, it makes 100% more sense why it's the donut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got into uh, should just, uh, you know, hey, what does this do? What does this do? Um, so... Asuelu had an object. It was like, oh, this looks good. And Kehlani informed him of uh, where that would go. Yeah, he didn't. And he seemed less interested. Yeah, he was out. He was out on it after. He's like, I don't want this. Um, then there was this um, uh, equipment that would, uh, like, shock you. That was yeah. a thing. Well, let's introduce the store clerk there who was there to help. And. You know, I never know how much you think production like sort of primes these people for like, all right, hey, look, so we got these people, they're going to come in, we're making a TV show, so just be cool, 
Uh, I, I don't know what like what goes on. Do you get a sense that they sort of like uh, try to find like people that are game to talk to the customers? Well, it didn't seem like they had much of a choice, or given that this was the only store in the area. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like anyone in that kind of a store already knows that there's two types of people that'll come in: people that are very open about the stuff, and people that are going to be very cagey and very uncomfortable talking about this equipment mm-hmm. because they only talk about it in the privacy of their home, like with their partner or whatever. So I think they're primed to do this, to deal with this kind of conversation. It's, um. Unlike, like, I think Dr. Sadat needed a primer of, hey, Angela's going to ask you a bunch of stuff and then hit on you. Are you willing to do this? This is going to happen. <laughs> um, where this is a little bit different. Where they're, they, they're like, yeah, cool. We'll do it. Yeah. So Asuelu says to the person working in the store, um, so what would you prefer? And Kilian says, that, like, uh, recommend. Uh, recommend. That is, like, getting very personal of what do you prefer? Yeah. Recommendation, way better of a way to phrase it than preference, because then that might cause some discomfort in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the store clerk yeah, got out some sort of like a uh, science experiment. that's like a cattle prod that gives you shocks that uh, look. Uh, call me a prude, Puya, but I had not seen this one before. No, and I and I couldn't. I can't authenticate whether or not Kalani was using it correctly or not because I don't know. I've never, I've never seen or heard of this piece of equipment. So it essentially yeah. looked like a wand that had a circular and like think of the um for those viewer listeners who are trying to visualize this. Think of one of those bubble ring things that you pull out and then you blow the bubbles out of, but it's longer. And then the circumference of the top is smaller, but it's a circle. But then the circle can shock you. And Kalani was like, like, if you were a witch, you would have this like, uh, like poke people. Exactly. And then, and then Kalani was using this over the shirt on a I'm guessing nipple based on the region that it was being worked at. So I'm guessing you are the king. Hey, listen, they, they don't. Yeah, I just these episodes find me. I don't I don't look for them. They The nipples find me this, and the here. No different. But yeah, so that's what it looked like it was for. They didn't seem like they ended yeah. up buying that. Though. I don't think that was in the cart. No, the they end. didn't get that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what the dollar value is on that. I think it might be out of their price range. It didn't look very expensive. I don't think mm-hmm. that's why they backed out on it. I think. What sold them ultimately was the next item that they saw, and then they kind yes. of went all in on well, that item. You know, I'm going to get one of those just to like uh, keep by my bed for like if intruders come in, like uh, I'm sleeping, and then like uh, a bad guy like is like uh, in my house, home invasion, mm-hmm. and I'll just like get him with the like the mounty. <laughs> Yeah, with the with the little wand thing. It'll also be good if you have very good precision to like zap flies during the summer. So that's also a way to mm-hmm. go about it. That could work. Isn't that how Harry Potter got the thing on his head? Yes. Yes. Harry Potter did get mm-hmm. the uh, the lightning bolt through a killing curse out Boy, of a wand. So, yeah. You yeah. have to say Avada Kedavra beforehand. Otherwise, your defense will not count, Rob. So just remember, <laughs> you got to do that when the intruders come through. Yeah. Um, also, uh, <laughs> Swaylu, uh, annoyed, uh, Kehlani, uh, when he talked about, uh, that, uh, uh, boy, uh, he said that, that 
he compared a part of her anatomy to a uh, something you would find in the sea that could have a pearl in it. To, to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the names of Liana's cats are uh, pretty much very prominent in this in this episode. Um, yeah, so she didn't like that, and then Aswelu began to explain, "Well, this is a food item that is eaten in yep. Samoa, and I would eat it." Yep. So there you go. Yeah, but uh, this I, I wish that you people are lucky that I don't have the soundboard uh, up and running yet because. Uh, <laughs> Swaylu was uh, throwing 100 miles an hour last night. Oh, yeah. He went full full bloom, for lack of a better term. <laughs> he definitely left nothing on the table. He put everything yeah. out there. So, all right. They picked up a couple of items. But finally, Puya, that we saw that there was uh, one last thing that they found, which looked like some sort of like a riding crop. Mm-hmm. So it looked like, so it was in the area with like the paddle boards and then they picked up this one item and to yeah. use a phrase out of Asuelu's book, um, this is to hit the booty. Hit the booty. Yeah. yeah. Naturally. And yeah, yeah they loved um, it. They both loved this very much. Well, they loved it very much, but I think that uh Kehlani was like no 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 that I'm I'm hitting you with this like uh <laughs> relax yeah both in that scene and in a confessional later she clarifies no no Aswelu I'm use this is going to be used by me and she's very much mm -hmm. going to enjoy this experience Aswelu didn't look like he quite knew what was going to happen but he seemed fine with it yeah now um yeah, I don't want to get like too Freudian here, but in the Kehlani and Asuelu relationship, Kehlani is already like kind of Asuelu's mom in a lot of ways. And I feel like that that was just like, yeah, like he is he is actually very naughty and he does need to be spanked because he is just very like not behaving. Um, it feels it feels like that. That's I don't know. It, it's it just comes off weird to me. You found it, yeah. So for me, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, right? But to me, it's like that. Like she already kind of is his mom in some ways. I think for her, it's more of a. I get to take out all this frustration I have on him for yeah. sleeping in another room, for you know causing all these fights, and then it's within the bounds of the bedroom. And that'll be that'll make me yeah. feel good, and then that'll make him feel good because then I'll make him feel. I don't know. I, I see what yeah, you're if saying. If it works for Kalani and Asuelo, it's it, yeah. it, it, it weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, but, you're out uh, on this. whatever works for them. But whatever yeah. works for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, they're they're and especially also then right after that, Puya, then Asuelo talked about like skin to skin. And he wants Kilani to cuddle him so he'll fall asleep. <laughs> like there's, it's it, the, the, that I don't know. That's uh, that's just, just a lot of like mother boy type uh, imagery. Yeah, no, they they're definitely here for mother boy based on that. I will say this has been a point in their story in the past where Aswelu has cried about wanting cuddles and wanting to feel close. So he's very much this is very much a big important thing to him. And I think if I picked up what he's putting down in this instance, he's specifically talking about I don't want this to like 
Sex isn't the answer because there's other stuff that we need, like cuddling. To which then Kalani mm-hmm. says, well, we still need to talk about communicating as well. Let's not forget that thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, we'll talk more about communication oh, yeah. uh, late, later on. But they're going to go on this romantic getaway. And first thing Kalani notices is uh, I'm not dressed the same as Asuelu. Uh I have kind of like, like a dress on. Asuelu looks like that he is uh, ready to go off into the woods. Yeah, Asuelu was rocking like a, a vest. He's going to the Pine Barrens. Yeah, like he was definitely dressed very differently. Like she was dressed for a vacation. He was dressed to like go fishing maybe by like the woods or something. So he definitely was dressed differently. And that would give me concern because we find out that he didn't tell them where they were going at all. No. So he was fully going to intend on surprising her. Which, you know, is hard also, if you're packing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, mom is also coming on this trip. Yeah, and some uncomfortable moments on the ride up there as uh, mom is privy to a lot of the Kehlani and Asuelu conversation about what's going to happen. Too much. Too much. Every time... Yeah. Lisa's gotten in a car with these two. Something awkward has happened. And this Never. was worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, th- they go to a place called the Zion Ponderosa. I, I got to ask Tyson and Danny tomorrow if they've ever been off to the Zion Ponderosa. Because that, I feel like Kehlani was saying that when she... Uh, I didn't know Kehlani used to be Mormon. Uh, that she would go off on uh, like uh, Mormon trips here. Yeah, that Utah living. Not to this yeah. specific place, but... Places like it. Yeah, it did take her back to those days, which I think had Oswell who knew probably he wouldn't have done this. But yeah, this is a thing that happened. Um, Rob, I'm looking at it right now. Do you know how much the rate is for a night at the uh, Zion Ponderosa Ranch Resort? $99. Ooh, a little more. He splurged. He splurged. It's 217 $217 a night. Oh, yeah. And he got two rooms. He did get two rooms. So look at him shine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so good. Good for you. Uh, I don't think he got his $217 worth. I don't think so either. I, th- I think he could have done better. I think so too. I'm, I'm looking at some of these photos. Like I'm seeing this one photo. There's like a nice pool and stuff. So that's nice. But the yeah. rooms we saw, the place we saw, defo not worth like 400 something for one night, if they stayed more than a night, then like that's way more money. Uh, Especially because it seems like Vegas was on the table. Yeah, because she said, well, we're definitely not going to Vegas based on the way we're going. So she might have been led to believe that they were going there. She also talked about a resort. So she, especially with the expectation, there was a little bit of a feeling of, oh, I got robbed of an experience. Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, I haven't been to Vegas in a minute, but I feel like that for $200 for a night, like I feel like you could be doing a lot better than bunk beds. <laughs> That's right. But but then bunk beds were for Lisa and the kids. I I'm don't pretty know. sure Kehlani and Asuelu had bunk beds too. Oh, dear Lord. Really? Okay, I might have missed that. So wait. Can kids go to... I guess they could go to Vegas. They just can't go to the... Oh, were they leaving the room? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he... I mean, she gave him a C- minus for location. I think C- minus is apt. Would you give her... Mm-hmm. Give it less? Would you give it like a D, D plus? 
I don't know. It was called. Uh, I, I I don't know what the appeal was. I mean, that they Kalani did not enjoy the horses. Like, I don't know what the C minus is for. Uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like it seemed like it was a f- uh, failing grade. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. may, may, maybe there the, the excitement was uh, came in other places and uh, brought up the cabin. Yeah, yeah. I I do think ultimately this place ends up being used as like a airbnb right so it's not like it's a ranch resort but i don't think the amenities seem like they were there for them or they didn't want to use really like they wanted the hangout in the bedroom in the room so they could have gotten an airbnb they could have gotten many other places for the price they paid yeah so yeah i did think it was hilarious when asuelu was kicking out the production people that was so funny so I watched this with Liana last night, and Liana's immediate reaction was, why is there champagne on ice, but then bourbon next to it? And this is where I think we all find out that Kalani loves bourbon, drank it out the bottle. Asuela took one big sip, immediately felt it, and then kicked everyone out of the room. Of Like, get out. He, <laughs> he, told the, um, he told the receptionist that he wanted separate rooms because he didn't want his mother-in-law to hear the rock and roll tonight, so... this was crazy this was uh this was wild and yeah i'm not sure that that room is ever going to be the same again puya no i don't think so i don't think so they unloaded i don't know how much rock and roll those bunk beds can take (sighs) not much probably they must they might have had to use other locations in the in the room to to deal mm-hmm. for the night because yeah i mean they basically all the equipment that we discussed they took with them on this trip this was supposed to be a big trip for that reason it sounds like by the next next confessional the trip fulfilled its decisions but i will ask you this based on the first room that they inspected that we saw i don't think they're going to make the room any worse than it already was i think they're going to be fine like uh i'm just worried about them uh you know like those I don't even think that <laughs> that Asuelu should be sleeping on that bunk bed. <laughs> Big guy. Yeah, I um I have not used or had a bunk bed like that before. Yeah. Um but if I did, the older I've gotten, the more cagey I would be on on top bunking it. I feel like I'm okay mm-hmm. not risking it. So <laughs> life is fi- my life is fine, lower to the ground. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, all right, let's get serious now, Puya. So we got to talk about communication. It's not just about the, the sex shop mm-hmm. and the bunk beds and the rocking and the rolling and the donuts and the sausage. That's not what it's all about. It's about communication. That's right. Communication is key, and Kalani knows this, and Aswalu yeah. might be know- getting to know it now, too. Maybe. He's getting yeah. there. Where did uh, Kalani learn this one? Uh, Temptation Island? I this mean, exercise? it's possible. It's very possible. The uh, the staring to each other's faces for two minutes without communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How, have you ever done this? Have you ever done the, the silent, but like planned, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, not with my partner. With someone else? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I went to... to like I took a like leadership uh mm-hmm. like seminar like ten years ago, and 
in one, one of the exercises that we did was just like, uh, and it was like a stranger. It wasn't even somebody that I knew. Oh, wow. It was just stare in the air face for, I mean, this was like uh, 10 years ago when you could just get right in somebody's face and stare at them for 10 minutes. Uh, and, and nobody said, and, and it was just weird. You weren't even like, uh, hey, should I wear a mask? So, um, yeah, it was very awkward. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I feel like this, do, like staring two minutes into the eyes of your partner, way different of a ball game for sure. Even then, mm-hmm. I feel like they felt the two minutes. She was like, I thought the alarm didn't go off. Like, so I feel like two minutes is a long time. But yeah, it sounds like it worked for them, Rob. Yeah, it seems like that uh, Keilani and Swelu, like uh, from, I don't know, that. It, this season, to be honest, like it was, seems like that. Like uh, we saw Kalani be like, "That's it, we're getting divorced. I'm going to the lawyer." But we didn't even like have they had a, a fight this season. Like I really feel like that um, we've been like waiting for the shoe to drop. But like, what has been like the low moment with Kalani and Asuela? I mean, the low moment ultimately ends up being Kalani considering the divorce and then telling her dad, who then tells. Aswelu, but even then they've right. never, they've not had a face to face problem. The, that is the low moment, yeah, because his name is low. That's right. Yeah, that's the low yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, really, I mean that anything be- negative about Aswelu, especially, I mean, this season in particular, like has sort of been like uh, like told to us, not shown to us. Yes, I think ultimately this next um, conversation because she alludes to it at the end of this episode that. I haven't told him about the divorce and I feel yeah. guilty uh, about thinking about divorce and seeing the lawyer. I feel guilty. So I'm going to share that with him. I think that's where they they want us to think something's going to happen. But so far, Aswelu seemed understanding about everything that's gone on. Yeah. So I don't I'm not worried, to be honest. Yeah. So they seem fine. I'm not mm-hmm. too worried about Kilani and Aswelu. Um, we did uh, then get a sway. I guess this part's not great. Uh, where that uh, a was asked, well, what would he change about their relationship if he could change anything? And uh, he wants to change uh, the sex. Uh, not not enough happening in the sexy time department. Yeah, I really thought this was where Aswelu really drops the drops the bomb. Like he, he was doing fine until this point. Then he fumbles a little mm-hmm. bit, um, especially because the assignment is about communicating. And he's like, "Yeah, more of what we did last night, though. I don't, I'm not really about this. More of that, please." And she's like, "Listen, let me finish breastfeeding. Then we'll get back to normal." And then by the end, he seemed to understand that. But I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't understand that. Kilani also tells us that Asuelu is not self-sufficient, Puya. Yeah, so Asuelu doesn't believe in uh, self-completion. So, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to yeah. f- phrase it, you know, appropriately. Uh, so, he, mm. he do- he's not about that life. Uh, to him... He's, he is, uh, you know, uh, I guess he is the, the master of his domain. Yes. So, for him... He needs the he he likes to play two player games, not one player. He's not about that single player yeah. life. So yeah. Um, and then that burden obviously falls into um Kalani's hands to 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 deal with. So that is a discussion that they were having here, where where Kalani's frustrated that because of this she has to be involved and it makes it more strenuous. Because Kalani said, 
I would argue that we have more. You would think it would make it easier. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not, Rob. <laughs> Get the wand. <laughs> what's the What's the magic word? I mean, in this instance, it would be uh, Wingardium Leviosa, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so then they had a code word. Uh, this was a safe word, Puya. What was this? So this was. Their way of if they are mad at each other, if they're getting frustrated, Afi, Afi yeah, which is I think was fire in Samoa. So I actually like this. This was very very cool. Um, this is their way of if one of them's getting really mad or really upset, and the other one might not pick up on it. By saying this, they'll know. Okay, it's serious time. No joking about it. Don't take this lightly. Which I thought, you know, that's actually not a bad lesson to take from this. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, maybe I'll get a, a code word with uh, the first lady of podcasting. Yeah. No, Liana and I um, have had this before. We're like, mm-hmm. if, um, cause like sometimes, you know, you joke with each other, everything's smooth. You're making fun of each other. That's mm-hmm. fun. But then sometimes you'll poke a joke at something that the other person might not think is funny. And, and by putting something like this out there, it's helped condition of like, okay, now I can tell better if this is okay. This is not for both of us. So actually, yeah, I do endorse this uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it sounds like that you two have a very uh, mature relationship. Uh, I, I think that there there is no uh, code word needed. If I have said something that has upset uh, my wonderful wife. I think that it's just that's it. It's over. There's no. There's no coming back. There's no like subtle hint of like, hey, back off. Uh, <laughs> the the code word is all right. Ex expletive, expletive, right. expletive, expletive, <laughs> expletive. Yeah. No. Yeah. For for me, everything's you know we. Wor- I don't get a code word. Right. Well, and the code word. Listen, the code word is good to remember in the moment to do, but then sometimes I'll just get the you're being a baby. Um, which uh, Liana does does say I, I I would classify as the baby if you ask Liana in the relationship. So I definitely mm-hmm. get um, that quite a bit. Which that is not the code word. That's just uh, insulting me. So great, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, uncalled for. <laughs> Good times. Ape. Yeah. Ape. <laughs> okay. All right. Puya. Well, we have so many other couples to talk about here. First, mm-hmm. let me uh, quickly thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. As we're talking about couples working through their relationships. Let me mention our friends over at BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know, May was Mental Health Awareness Month, and all throughout June, Rob's podcast is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing therapy. Now, if you're struggling with relationships, like we saw uh, with Kehlani and Asuelu, if you're having uh, difficulty sleeping, like uh, Kehlani and Asuelu's uh, relatives uh, that were nearby, or difficulty meeting your goals. If you're feeling anxious or stressed, BetterHelp counselors can listen and help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional, and you can start communicating under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area. Their service is available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime. Send a message to your counselor. You can schedule weekly video, phone, or even live chat sessions. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. 
Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash RHAP. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash R-H-A-P. All right. Booyah. We have so many other people to talk about, but let, let's just go through a, 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 a quick one. Can I just mention, as I've watched three weeks and three days, mm-hmm. uh, Jovi and Yara got got skipped twice in three weeks. Right? I, I mentioned it, and the last time we saw them proper, it really felt like it was a season finale goodbye with the music at the airport yeah. and everything. My life is fine. I'm very okay with this arrangement. Yeah. So, we saw on the next time on that it looks like that we're going to see Yara like telling Jovia she's not feeling well. Nicole said in the preview, she's like, ah, Yara, that's uh, COVID. Yep, yep, yep. You think, that, you think that that's where we're going with this? I think so. I mean, I I don't think we're going to get a lot more out of them, to be honest, from, from this mm-hmm. next episode. I think it's very clearly this one FaceTime call that's grainy from his side that we're going to get. That he's worried that uh, Yara might be sick, and then I'm I'm assuming he's going to recommend, hey, tell my mom to come over and take care of you. Like that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I want to talk about one of the uh, one of our classic couples. Uh, next, would you rather talk about Mike and Natalie, or would you rather talk about Brandon and Julia? I would say let's go Mike and Natalie because I think Brandon and Julia a little okay. more fire on them this week. All right, so I, uh, oh my God, Thanksgiving at Trisha's house. Uh, that I, uh, I loved it so much. I that my my only criticism of the podcast uh, from the last couple of weeks was not enough talk about Trisha's roommate Ron. Who is this guy? Yeah, he is a very fascinating man who just happened to be there for all this nonsense and was very nice. He was, so, he, he was just making so much conversation. I felt so bad for this guy. What did, what did he do to have to be at the worst Thanksgiving ever? Yeah, the worst Thanksgiving ever in the weirdest house with all these like piggy bank like, collections. Oh. oh, my God. Okay. All right. Oh, he was so nice. <laughs> what did Natalie make? What was her? The borscht. She's like, oh, this is uh, very, very tasty. So good. <laughs> what is the relationship between Trish and her roommate, Ron? Um, it's, a, it's a sad one. But also, it is probably just friendship. But it's it's a relationship of the sad nature. Um, yeah, you think that is? It's just he's he is her tenant. Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. He helps with the rent. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I think. I mean, I feel like he got rent a little bit of a discount that month, or he should have for having to have this dinner because it was too much to bear. Too much. Oh, I love that guy. That was so <laughs> it was so funny the whole time he was there. And okay. Also, second question, Puya. Did Trish ever call Natalie a hooker? Like it did not happen on camera, right? Mm-hmm. It did not happen on camera. All we heard, all the only time we heard it brought up was from Natalie to Mike, and then from Natalie again and again. Nowhere else was this brought up. I think it was. It, it's one of the 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 she alluded to. It was a, maybe a joke that Trish had made potentially. But I don't even 
can't even think of the joke. Like, what kind of joke would have the punchline where there would be a hooker involved? I just don't see it. I don't yeah. think she would have ever said this. There's no world. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, as Leon said on the podcast, like, uh, does she want her to work or not? But I, I wonder if maybe if like that was kind of close to what like maybe there was like some sort of job of like, hey, well, like what kind of what kind of uh, job are, are are you looking to get? Like, uh, like uh, I, I, maybe she said something like that. But I can't imagine the context where Trish and I am no Trish uh, defender. Um, where she would come out and say, like, uh, well, you're a hooker. Yeah, I feel like ultimately uh, when it comes to Trish, like she made a joke when they sat for dinner that night when Ron asked about the. So uh, how long have you two been married? And then Trish yelled to each other. Ha ha ha. Like, that's kind of her humor. But even then, I think it's very clear that she was pushy about this interpreter job because that keeps coming up. But then as far as the the hooker part, could it have been? um Trish said something that rhymed with hooker and then Natalie heard it as hooker and ran with it. This is very possible. Maybe you say, are, are you a cooker? Because they make it Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a looker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's like, you sure are a looker <laughs> for my son. But, oh, I hate the Mike and Trish relationship. It is. It's so disturbing. Trish is is an a hole. She really is. Oh yeah. Like uh, all of her comments, and and I'm no like major Natalie defender. And Natalie is a big baby, but I mean, Trish is like, oh, she was like, what? What did I do? Oh, I didn't even say anything. And Mike was absolutely at his worst in this episode, where he was like, you know, he went from like sort of like, hey, I just want everybody to get along to. You're embarrassing me in front of my mommy. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the fact that this episode started with him asking for a mommy dearest sandwich. Did, yeah. Like, just call it a tur- leftover Thanksgiving sandwich like the rest of us, Mike. Stop it. Stop it with your nonsense. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting between uh, Mike and Natalie and Brandon and Julia, where I feel like that we have like these these, these two lovely gentleman that we followed for uh the past uh eight months together and that they both are in a like their their wife Mm -hmm. and their mom are in a fight and they've both gone like opposite directions mike is okay I'm, i'm all in on team mom and brandon i'm all in with my wife and both handled it terribly uh both came off like complete jerks in this episode but uh that yeah mike is just all in on trish and just is like came off as like uh like a little baby yeah and not just in this uh, i feel like he's been a baby for a very long time anytime he's been around his mom or mama as he calls her or then mother like he uses all of them i feel like everyone uses one like it's either mom Mother, or to my dismay, if someone says mommy, mommy, he says all of them. And I feel like just pick a lane. You can't just go with all of them. Don't love that. But no, I mean, mm-hmm. literally, we've said this from the minute we've laid eyes on this couple. They're both a-holes. And then the mom is a super a-hole. And then in this episode, there were just different levels of who is the bigger one. And I think Trish wins and beats all of them, slowly followed in yeah. by Mike. Okay, so after... It's time to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trish says to Natalie, oh, take a scarf. 
Natalie's not going to bite. No, I feel like Natalie's holding it's off a scarf. on the scarf. That's fine. The scarf isn't worth much anyways. Um, but then the way Natalie goes about it, I felt like yeah. causes more problems than than needed. But it's very clear. Yeah, she, well, she's a little baby also. Yeah. Um, yeah. She got set wound up by it sounds like she talked to Mama mm-hmm. and Mama told her basically like, well, this woman obviously doesn't like you. So why are you even pretending to be nice to her? Yeah, no, Mama said leave the house, and, and she listened, basically. Uh, but no, uh, her mom told her, she says, Natalie says, I told my mom everything, and my mom told me, don't talk to Trish, don't talk to someone who would disrespect you like that. So then she says, that's it, I'm listening to mom, I'm sorry, bye. And then leaves, and then sits in the car. Very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. very dramatic fashion. I feel like only children would behave this way. But then sits in the car, mm-hmm. and then Mike and Mom, or Trish, I will call her, go over to try and talk yeah. to her. And she's doing the Natalie thing where she just doesn't respond and it looks away. And it's just getting more and more awkward to the point where yeah. Mike just shuts the door on her and, and him and his mom leave the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike is, like, berating her in the car. Yeah. Not a great look, uh, Mikey, on this one. And it's like, what did she say? Answer the question. Uh, 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 answer the question. Uh, and um, Natalie does not. This was the most we've seen Mike have passion in this relationship. It was yelling at his wife because his mom was upset about the interaction with his wife. So how about this, Puya? After this incident takes place, so Trish says, just so cavalierly, like, just give her five grand and send her back to the Ukraine, right? <laughs> to the Ukraine. Yeah, so so I understand that Trish doesn't want her around and wants him to get rid of her and divorce her. What does the five, does that, is that like code for some, what does $5,000 mean? It's just, just like a severance package kind of situation. Like, just give her money and is get rid of her. Is that her ask? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get why. There was a weirdly specific amount of 5000 Um, I didn't understand. But, I mean, Trish, by saying this one statement, not, there was no sympathy for her already. But this further proves that everything Natalie is complaining about is true. Um, She's just horrible at, at making yeah. me feel sympathetic towards her. So, Right. Natalie is a big baby, but Trish tried to get Mike's neighbor... To object to the wedding mm-hmm. and, and call and call it off. So uh, Trish also took Natalie to the butcher store. That annoyed me so much every time they called it the butcher store. Uh, like brought this woman who doesn't eat meat to Thanksgiving and o- and and only cooked meat dishes for her for Thanksgiving. So I, I definitely I see more Natalie's side. Like Natalie like went about it like a total baby. But you know, Trish obviously hates Natalie's guts. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Natalie hated Trish. No, we heard from like the phone call that Trish and Mike had before they flew over where Mike said, Are you making any vegetarian dishes? And Trish said no. Like Trish very much this family like excelled at gaslighting other people and they are both experts at doing this to Natalie. So I kind of understand why Natalie even wants to play fire with fire because 
she's getting hit by both of them hard because Mike also yep. does never take her side. Even though they're both wrong sides and he could pick either and still be wrong, he just doesn't pick her side ever. So, it's, How are these people together, Puya? We were watching them for eight months. There was one episode where they got along. Yeah, and even that episode didn't it kind of end on a cliffhanger that they weren't okay? Like, yes, oh no, yeah, <laughs> like out of nowhere, right? That yeah. it was like, or maybe it was the next episode, the next week, where it was like, so uh, did did that uh, that woman send you naked photos? <laughs> what? Oh my god! Yeah, and then he left. He left the whole <laughs> Afi, resort. Afi, Afi, <laughs> they need Afi a lot of it. Um, yes, so. Yeah, then here's another thing that I totally I did not understand. So Trish is at the airport. Like, Trish, drop them off. You don't need to go in the terminal. Yeah, you shouldn't even be in the car. And then she's in the car and she's still trying to make talk with with Natalie. Um so that was awkward. And then Natalie just goes into the terminal, like Trish, just stay home even. Get him an Uber. Get him an Uber. Mm-hmm. They would have been fine with an Uber. Uber XL. Nice. Yeah, she has to go in the terminal mm-hmm. and walk around with him. I mean, has, is anybody doing this on the airport drop-off of, like, uh, let me park the car and walk around? Like, you can't. she can't go through security. Like, they're just, like, walking around, like, the ticketing uh, desk. Right. Like, there's no, only so far you can go. Um, so there's no reason to do this, especially with all his awkwardness. And you've got him plenty of alone time with your son. You made him a mommy dearest sandwich. And then did he sing soft kitty to her at some point? Like, wasn't that a thing from he did, but he tried to like, uh, like actually he was joking. Was it from South Park? I think, isn't it from the big bang theory? Um, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, it's it like the, it's cringe regardless. So like, that's fine. But um, mm. y'all had enough alone time today. Lee, let the bird yeah. leave the nest, ma'am. Booyah, when he, he was like, I apologize for my wife being disrespectful to you, mother. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, you're on television. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like we bugged your house. Yeah. Like, there's a camera guy right there. There's like nine producers. Why would you say this on television? Yeah. Like, you opened your mouth and said this in front of all these people. For what reason? Yeah. Like, wh- like. Mike, it's not going to work out with Natalie. You are going to be back in the dating pool. Do you want people to see this? I don't know what kind of partner he's trying to catch with this kind of talking, to be honest. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe. No, I don't want to dive into it. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck to him. Uh, This is a mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, again, when you're on television, I have to imagine, you know what you say and how you say it. And like, you have to know what you're saying. And, And to me... He just picks the worst route every time. And again, okay. every interaction with his mom is uncomfortable. So Yeah. How about this? How many times did Trish just say, like, out of nowhere, like, well, consider the source. <laughs> consider the source. What does that even mean, consider the source? It sounds like someone watches too much NCIS at night for me. Because um, is she just alluding? She's basically saying, well, it's Natalie, right? That's what it is. Consider the source, because, you know, you didn't hear from me that I was a jerk. So consider the consider the source. Yeah, it's horrible. 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 Everybody loves your scarves, mother. 
Like, what does she just uh, have? Like a like a weird scarf and piggy bank ring that she operates? Like, what is this? Like, what do you mean everyone loves your scarf? Does she sell them on Etsy? Is this like a no, parting gift? I don't. She understand. loves them. Yeah. Do you know that the rent that Ron pays is two scarves and one piggy bank every month? <laughs> he gives her them, or she she and a pays stick him. of butter. Yeah, and a stick of butter. No, that's all. That, that's, all that's the rent. There's like, well, you could stay here as long as you want, but uh, the the rent is two scarves, a piggy bank, and a stick of butter every month. And and a voucher I, to the butcher store, uh, shop store. They said store. Yes, yeah. yes, the butcher store. Um, one of my other favorite moments from the episode was when N- Natalie then she's going to like go through the security ahead of them and she but she's going to tell off Trish one more time and she says, "You know, I have finally taken off my pink glasses." Yes. And I was like, hey, "What's what are her pink glasses? like? Oh, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> oh, I I love this." Like the translation is not exactly mm-hmm. right, but uh, I like I like it. The rose-colored glasses are are your pink glasses. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Natalie's little um, things she says that are somewhat incorrect, but you know what she's saying. She, earlier in the episode, yeah. when she was in the car and was getting berated by Mike, Mike kept saying, "Well, what did she say? What did she say that was so offensive?" And she said, "I'm too high to repeat it." Um, which I think yeah. she was. She just meant I'm too good to re- like. I'm taking the high road. I'm not going to repeat that. But I'm too high <laughs> to repeat it. Is it can work in many hey. different ways. It came from Seattle. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Uh, we we know Angela is not going to want to uh, <laughs> be too high to repeat anything. Uh, but yeah, we then uh, basically they're going to go like. W- what is this story going to be after? <laughs> go back to to Washington. Oh yeah, what is the reunion going to be like for this show with Mike and Natalie? Messy, messy. Because yeah, I mean, are they going to get them in the same room, or are they going to be sort of like um, the? Uh, and now I can't even remember uh, the, the people from last season, Amira and uh, well, Andrew, what's his face? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. What's his face works better? To be honest, let's just call him that. <laughs> Hey, Rob, really don't appreciate you not remembering my name. Baby, come on. Uh, That's why I say baby all the time. If you don't remember a name, it's baby, not what's-his-face. Hasn't missed Sorry, a beat. Andrew. Yeah, it's still good. Mm-hmm. No, Rob, I think what's going to happen is, um, so in the last reunion I saw, which was the um, 90 Day Single Life, Big Ed broke, and and the the girl. Oh, you watched the whole single. Oh, yeah, we finished it. Me and Liana finished it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good time. How was it? It was really good, Rob. It was a lot of fun. Um, moments of it were very frustrating, and a lot of it was nothing. Like there were th- at least three cast members that were just there to fill slots, and the storyline didn't matter. There were a couple good bits though. Um, uh, but like the people that were broken up since they were brought to the reunion, but then had them seated separately. So in the event that Mike and Natalie are uh, separated, if they're separated, they'll be sitting separately, I imagine. Um, or one of them won't show up and they'll be coming in via like a Zoom call. Uh, but I would even I could honestly see them even bringing Trish to the reunion because they want that kind of mess on TV. So we'll see. Yeah. OK. All right. Let's talk about Brandon and Julia, because uh, these two are really uh, on my nerves. Ooh. And I, I hate to say that I am 
Now, I, you called it on the podcast that, oh, Rob is going to be excited to see Ron and Betty. And I was. I was very excited to get Ron and Betty back in the storyline. And I, I've said in the past that I, I like it when the conflict is uh, not between the couple themselves, but with like the couple versus an outside entity. And Ron and Betty were great for that. And so Ron's 70th birthday was coming up and they were going to have a party for Ron. And Betty wanted to turn it into more than just a party for Ron. Wanted to turn it into a wedding. And Brandon and Julie were like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, not really. No, no, thank you. Um, no, no, not for us. And they said, okay, okay. Well, well, we got it. We got it. How about a toast? And they said, okay, uh, toast is fine. All right, toast is fine. All right. So they come to the, wet, to the party and it is, you know, there's some there's some wedding decorations. Yeah, like half the venue is now decked out in wedding gear, and then half the venue is Ron's 70th birthday. So the other thing for me is that they like clearly rented out a space, but then everyone was already there, and Brandon and Julia were like the last people to arrive. That felt weird to me. Oh, that is that is weird. That is weird. Um, do you think that maybe Ron and Betty, like, um, you know, were like, I, I, it's interesting. Are you saying it was the whole thing is contrived? Do you think that Ron and Betty like to like wanted them to be surprised? I just feel like I feel like that must have been it where they told them, hey, it starts at nine. But then it really started at eight and then everyone was already there by eight. So that could have been because it just feels weird that somehow they magically were able to be the last people there to get the surprise. Right. Because like usually I feel like because they all live in the same house. Like, wouldn't they have known, OK, mom and dad went to the venue. Let's go with them. Like, why did they get in late? Mm-hmm. It was a little weird to me. Yep. So, yeah, it was a star studded event. Brian Thompson was there. <laughs> the Brian Thompson. Yeah. The-, <laughs> the Brian Thompson. I was like, is he famous? Should I know Brian Thompson? Like, what is Brian Thompson from? <laughs> He's from the the last season of 90 Day Fiance when he oh. wedded Brandon and Julia. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're having a party for Ron's 70th birthday, and Brandon and Julia are beside themselves. That what is this? There are balloons for us here. It says happy wedding. What? And then they brought out a cake. And that was it. That was the last straw, Puya. I'm very interested right now. Are you telling you're on you're you're uh, you're on Team Ron and Betty here? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, I disagree. I'm on Team Brandon and Julia. I fully understood why they were mad. Um Yes, why? Explain it to me. I don't I don't get it. Like you just like, oh thank you. Okay. Big deal. Who cares? Because it's, it's, I mean, obviously big deal. Like it's, it's, you know, free food, the attention's on you. Like it sounds like a great thing to get blindsided with, but they asked not to be blindsided by this. Yeah, I think the thing for, right. I think the thing for Brandon was that, um, he's got pressure on him from Julia and Julia was very adamant that she didn't want this because for Julia, if there's to be a wedding, anything, the next one will be in Russia with her family mm. because she had to give up on having this uh, wedding that she had planned because of the pandemic and because of what Ron and Betty wanted. So mm-hmm. this next one couldn't be with this family. Like, it has to be with her family. And then I think for Brandon, it was him telling his mom and dad, like, hey, 
We don't want the attention on us. We only want it to be for for you guys. Don't make this about us. We don't want that. And then seeing his mom mm-hmm. defy that makes him kind of realize, oh, wow, they don't take what I say seriously. And I think that's what mattered more. So, like, this could have been the best thing that they didn't listen to him for. But because mm-hmm. he asked, like, it's the principle of it. Um, I was just happy to see Brandon, like, for lack of a better term, donut up. And really, like, come in mm-hmm. and just be his own man out of nowhere. Okay, uh, good, good points all around. Oh, thank you. To me, I felt like that he, like, did Brandon did did not really care. Uh, he only just was like putting up a show for Julia. That this guy, we saw what a big party he threw when it was your birthday. This guy loves a party. Mm. He loves attention. <laughs> uh, I think he was he was very excited. Like he uh, he did not even care about his own wedding. Like I can't imagine that he would care about this. So I, I felt like that he was really just fronting about that because because it meant a lot to Julia and and she said so many times you never stand up for me. But you know I that I felt like going back to when uh when I turned forty, mm-hmm. I said to my wife, I I don't I do not want a party. I do not want a surprise party. I want to. Like what I'd like to do is like uh, I'd like to go away. That's what I want to do for like I want to spend. I, I know exactly how I want to spend the day. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I want to do. I don't want to party. Do like I, I do not want. Understood. Got it. Uh, then like like leading up to that day, I'm like all right, like I'm ready to plan exactly what I want to do. So well, uh, I I I may have planned something. And I, I was, I was like, why would you, why, why would you do that? I told you exactly what I wanted. I did not want you to do this. Uh, and then everybody was like, Rob, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Why, why are you not? Why, why are you saying what you want? That obviously, your your wife is planning something for you. She wants to do something for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you, and then, and then, and then she did it. And it was like, uh, like you have to be a good sport. You know, it's like, all right, this wasn't what I wanted, but it's happening now. Right. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be like, okay, people didn't listen to you. That's it. Yeah. You can say what you want and people don't have to listen. Mm -hmm. Well, like, that's the thing. So, and then, and then you're there and then you have to just say, okay, I'm having fun now. Yeah. Like, for my birthday, obviously, this year, you know, because you were involved in it, where Liana planned this big surprise for me on my stream Mm -hmm. and it was a lovely time. And then her birthday is two weeks after mine. And there were already people that had messaged me to plan something for her, which we put together. We I basically quietly opened up our um, Animal Crossing island, and people came in and gave gifts. And then, oh wow, yeah. And then we had Liana. I like set up a station on the island, and then we, we were gonna have Liana was gonna stream that day. We were gonna have people watch her open all her gifts and stuff. But then Liana's very anti celebrating. Like she wants to keep to herself on her birthday. The less people mention it, the better. Um, but like the train mm-hmm. had left the station a little bit and, and other people yeah. were the ones that really wanted to plan it, even though I knew she might be against it. I thought I me, mean, she might be okay with it. Ultimately she did it. Obviously, like you said, like she went yeah. through with it, but she didn't like it. And I, and she was like, next time don't do that. I said, okay, you got it. But then she, she did it. So I think to your point, you're saying, well, listen, it already happened. Deal with the situation. Have the cake. Have the party. Be mad at them. Yeah, talk it's to them annoying. Later. It's annoying, but just like, uh, like it wouldn't have killed them to be like, hey, right, you. right. You know, that's that's it. It wasn't. It wasn't like 
that it was their wedding. It was <laughs> that they they gave them a cake at Ron's birthday party, <laughs> and there were some balloons. And Brian Thompson said said like, "Wow." Brandon and Julia, can you believe it? It was not like uh, that they played Here Comes the Bride and, and you know, they, they they had a whole, like, second wedding. It was like, you know, they, they, they gave them a cake. Was it weird that Betty made Brian Thompson get up to say a few words? Like, was that an odd? Was, is that odd or is that yes. normal? I feel like that was very no, weird. Like, very he doesn't odd. know them. <laughs> like, very odd. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Uh, what did Brian Thompson say? Uh, um, cheers to love yeah. and forever love. Like, okay, yeah. This that's- all right, all right, all right, Brian. That's the best you got. Like, you do this for a living. How did you not have a better line out there? Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I just thought that then, like, uh, Brandon was just like, it came off like a, like a, like a little, uh, like. Again, he lives in his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, that uh, I, I do feel like that he's not appreciative of. Like he lives in his parents' house. They let his wife live there, who complains all the time about every single thing that they do. Like if I was Ron, I would say, "Get out." <laughs> I mean, I think like I, I, and I get that Betty wants them to uh, wants them there, but uh, I was like, "Get." You don't like it here? You don't like what we're doing? Then leave, please. I'm very baffled that your team Ron You hear that, Ron boys? <laughs> I just don't feel like he appreciates anything that his parents do. Uh, that Yeah, they made, like, um, <laughs> sleep in separate rooms, but also they live in Ron and Betty's house for free, and they wanted, like, they had a party, and they gave them a cake, and they acted like little uh, spoiled brats. Well, yeah, ultimately, I think that it was very clear that Brandon even alluded and said, well, listen, it's not the guest's fault that our, my mom and dad are doing this. Let's put on a brave face for them. But then Julia dragged him out after the cake thing. I said, goodbye, we're yeah. leaving. And like, he wasn't going to not go with her. Yeah, he, he didn't care. Julia, Julia was mad. And he had to, he's like, well, like, uh, like I could have my parents mad at me or Julia mad at me. And Julia is, uh, has a worse temper mm-hmm. than Betty. Well, I did think, Rob, I, and I will say this. I, I side with Brandon on a point he made where he said that he believes that this wasn't for his dad or himself. He felt like it was for Betty. This was 100. Like, Betty was looking for the applause of, hey, you're so amazing for doing this for all of us. And mm-hmm. I mean, they tell you, when you plan stuff, like, don't expect an award for that. Because you're just you're planning the thing. But also, yeah. it's there to celebrate other people. So I did like that he noticed that like, he picked up on that. Ultimately, like, it was a bit of a spit in the face to his parents like i say that i think they made the right call in standing up for themselves but in my head even if my parents did this i don't i would never leave i'd feel so guilty if i did that so i would definitely not be about that yeah you went from your parents were in the wrong to you're more you're now more in the wrong Mm. (laughs) like you lost the moral high ground right well this is just like when um natalie is upset but then t- does it in about the worst way possible. Like if they just stuck around and dealt and then the next yeah. day had the conversation, which they're going to have, I feel like they would have been in a better place because now Ron and Betty have this whole narrative of, well, he- they were very rude and disrespectful to us. So we're also yeah. mad at them. 
Yeah, and I like that we're coming at this from uh, different standpoints, and I'm sure that the people that are listening are going to have uh, their own opinions. And uh, if you agree with me or you agree with Puya, you, no need to drag anybody on either side of this. Uh, it's an interesting discussion mm-hmm. that we're having. I think that is uh, good to mention. And I, I also don't think that you need to go full mic here and be like, mother and father, I'm so sorry that my <laughs> my wife disparage your gesture mommy yeah no there's listen there's right and wrong on both sides of this conversation uh yeah. so whether it's wrong or wrong that's fine we we, we move Is it wrong or wrong exactly yeah. um but yeah. they could have just sat there hey. <laughs> yeah and just mm-hmm. and just been mad they could have like like i here's the part i completely was upset by Julia in the car said, I go anywhere for food and then didn't stay for the food. I 100 percent like I could have been at a a party of someone who cussed me out that day. I'm there for the food. I'm eating the food. Mission will be complete before I leave. And that food. Did you get a a look at the spread? What do they have? The only thing I saw was the cakes. But even then, that's two cakes. That's not a bad situation. Although Mm. the the, 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 the Shrek color writing on the Ron cake kind of turned me off on a little bit. I don't think green's a great cake color, if I'm being honest. Not a great cake. Yeah. You're uh, no lies detected. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy decision there. But I mean, I got to imagine there was at least something there that I would have eaten. So disappointed in the two of them for not copping the free meal at least yeah yeah what'd you think of brandon's shirt (laughs) are you yeti to party rob (laughs) there is nothing quite more of a juxtaposition than great mics um nothing quite Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition of i'm gonna tell my parents off because i'm a man but also i'm gonna wear a yeti to party t-shirt while i do it like Mm -hmm. didn't love that so this is your your dad's 70th you couldn't slap on a shirt like it's just such a weird t-shirt to wear to this. I know it's a party, mm-hmm. but also, come on, stop. Yeah. You have to, again, it's you, It's Ron's 70th birthday. It's like, this should have been about like, that. okay, my dad annoyed me. You know, you know, you have a 70 year old dad. Yeah. Like, uh, this is, a, this is like, uh, supposed to be like a big day. Like, don't embarrass him in front of all of his fr- uh, friends. Like, it's your dad's <laughs> 70th birthday. Yeah. Like, it's not about you today. Yoso, you only 70 once. And and this was his moment. This was a milestone. Um, so he did miss that. Which again, now I'm looking at it from like the if this is my dad situation, and I'm like, I would want to be there for these milestones. Like I would regret not being there for the birthday. Mm-hmm. So you really goofed on that part, Brandon, with your with your shirt. Um, I will say, Ra, I was talking about this with Liana this week because we went shopping. There are way more of those T-shirts now than there were like ten years ago. The the T-shirts Which with one? Like, the punny T-shirts with the funny sayings on oh, them. Yeah. The market is gotta have a T-shirt that's funny. There's way more of them now, like overwhelmingly yeah. so. Um, but that is an observation I had this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see any good ones? Uh, not that I would purchase. I did see one. Um, what was it? I did see one that um, there's a thing in the league. Where this guy Andre tries to make his own saying called "child please," and then they're like, "You can't mm-hmm. pull it off. Stop saying it." And then there was a Baby Yoda T-shirt that said "child please." That I, as Liana was standing at the line to check out, I like raised it up and showed it to her, and Liana said loud, "Put that back. You're not getting it." I said, "I didn't want to. That was just me showing you the joke." And now everyone's looking at me, so I'm just gonna put this back and, and walk away now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we have a lot of Baby Yoda stuff, but I don't think we have child, please. I think you're fine. I think the, you're fine without that tea. You'll be okay. Still a lot of Baby Yoda stuff in, in the stores, though, from what I gathered on Saturday. Yes. Okay. Puya, speaking of Andre, uh, not from the league, but we talk about Elizabeth and Andre, and I know Liana is not feeling them. She likes Tiffany and Ronald, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> Again, I am still loving everything that's going on with Elizabeth and Andre. I, and I could watch a whole show about just that. Oh my their god. Family. Yeah, you'd be I, down for I the love, spinoff if it happened. I love it. I love it so much. I can't wait for them to go on the, tra- the trailer to take the RV to Grandpa's birthday. <laughs> Papa's birthday. Yeah. That's a thing that has needs to happen apparently. Um this was probably the worst episode it, it was, for them because yeah. it was nothing. But I, I, you fed. You talked yeah. yeah, you t- you talked about it uh, also because it's like what once like Chuck was like, yeah, I was thinking we should go on an RV and take the 12 of us. And I'm like, well, this is a horrible idea. And then I remembered, oh, no, they that they, they in the trailer that Andre is driving the RV. They're going to do this. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> this wasn't a good idea before the yacht. And it's worse after the yacht because now more people are in conflict. But oh, the yacht that was so great! I love the, the yacht and throwing drinks. I thought somebody was going to get pushed off the yacht. <laughs> that would have been funny. I would have loved yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah. this was the worst week for Elizabeth and Andre. Uh, but <laughs> overall, the last couple of weeks when Andre was. <laughs> demolishing the kitchen and then charlie came in like, what are you doing what is wrong with you why didn't you just pull the refrigerator out he's like what do you you know this gas the gas is on here you're gonna blow this house up i knew the minute we saw the first scene i was like rob's about to miss a great bit of elizabeth and andre so i'm happy you got to watch yeah. all three episodes back to back because you were fed well because this week you got barely any Andre and then not much of Elizabeth either. So, yeah, yeah, you know, Elizabeth, uh, that she just felt like that. Well, I thought it was wild that Elizabeth is like, yeah, I don't know if we should do uh, this road trip. And Andre is like, yeah, no, we should do it. I think I need some bro time with uh, Charlie. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> what is- yeah, of all people to bro time with, when I look at Chuck, I don't think bro time. So that's a weird, weird turn of phrase for Chuck in particular Mm -hmm. um but i will say that andre suggesting that uh becky and libby meet up to hash things out i actually thought was good advice surprisingly from Andre. sure so we'll take that um yeah but yeah that was it that was it from andre we didn't see anything else from some working out so andre's workout Mm yeah yep and so um we get sister Jen, who had not really gotten a lot of screen time, at least in this uh, run of mm-hmm. 90 Day Fiance. She sort of starts as like a mediator between uh, Becky and Libby, but then uh, she's all in on Team Becky. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't, she does a poor job of hiding it. Uh, both, I mean, it's so funny to me. It's so funny how highly 
these two sisters think of in Andre's manipulation ways. They really think Andre's this master manipulator who's in it. Oh, he's a like, little finger. Yeah. And I'm like, you're really thinking too much of this guy. This is a guy who like thought he had a good enough business plan to ask for a hundred K. He's an idiot. Like you, you cannot be serious that you think, and, and they, they're quick to blame everything on him. And um, he's single-handedly like wrecking their family but only because he's living in their heads rent-free. He's not doing anything to earn this, like, capability. They're just giving Mm -hmm. it to him. Yeah. I mean, that he's wrecking the family the same way that he's wrecking a refrigerator. He's just coming in with a sledgehammer. This Mm -hmm. is not like uh, 3D chess from Andre. He's not capable of that kind of nonsense at all. But, I mean, you'd hear differently from them. But basically... Um, this becomes a two, one versus one, and then a two versus one handicap match with Jen and Becky on the same side. But then here's the here's the caveat, Rob, and you're gonna love this. They decide to put everything aside for Chuck, for Dad. Dad's doing a lot Dad. to plan this trip for us. We want everything to be good for this trip. Let's do it for Dad. I'm so sad that Dad looked upset when we were fighting, and. That seems to have worked for now. Um, the power of Chuck, though. Beloved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Andre's going to drive the RV? I mean, at least a little bit. We do see in the next <laughs> time on, Andre's the one driving this, which sounds like a mistake. If And they're like yelling at him while <laughs> yeah. he's driving. How about you don't berate the guy who has his everyone's lives in his hands behind the steering wheel? Like, don't dunk Love it him. so much. Yeah. So uh, it's so funny. That, I, just, I, I love that the idea of like there's the business is involved with like everybody else. They just have like their, their little like uh, relationship, small potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like Libby and Andre. Like, they like actually never fight. Again, no. uh, this, this, this actually backs up my theory of that I, I enjoy the couples that are you, a united front against other forces. And this is like they're, they're going up against this conglomerate, the family. <laughs> Yeah, there really are. I think the only time they've had conflict was this one time in the last season. And that had to do with, like, Andre might be hiding some stuff from his past, blah, blah, blah. That was yeah. fine otherwise. Ultimately, it's the big conflict with the family. And honestly, Rob, I'm at this point, I'm not surprised if they do get a spinoff. Because they're delivering drama every week. Some of it could be scripted. Some of it could be overdramatic. But they are delivering in that department every single week they're on. I podcast it. I got podcasted. What's it going to be called? So there is another family that did get a spinoff from 90 Day. Um, and, and the woman's family in question was Chantel. So the show was called The Family Chantel because her husband referred to them as The Family Chantel one time. So I could mm-hmm. see them doing something of that sort. But then because like, what are they like? They're What's their last name? I don't even know. I don't think their last name ever gets mentioned. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what will be called. Um, might be the Andre Show. Honestly, who knows? Andre Show. I feel like you maybe need. Is it like Chuck's? Uh, Chuck's family? I don't know. <laughs> Chuck's. Yeah, maybe. It's about the whole family. It is about, about the, whole, the family. whole family. But like, who would be? Whose name would get used? I don't know. Um, mm. I don't know. But yeah. we'll see. I feel like this. There's like some pun that we can do with like a like a ground chuck. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. All right. We'll we'll workshop it for uh, them. Like I feel I feel like it's it's on the tip of my tongue. I mean, I'll have it by the end of the show. 
right. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going on the RV and uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, should we talk about uh, Tiffany and Ronald? We might as well. We might as well. I think they're a quick one to. to Can get I give you way. my theory? And I, and I, let me know if this is like I'm way off base with this. Hit me with it. Do Do you think was Ronald tanking his immigration interview because he just wants Tiffany to move to South Africa? Um, that is not a bad shout. I think. Um, I think ultimately Ronald does not put enough of a care in it because I do think he thinks that. Hey, I will still win if I fail it. Like I'll, it's like saying I'm not going to study for the test. If I fail, there's a reset I can do later. Because if he fails, he just tells her to move, and he believes that he can get her to do that. So, but to me, like I, if I don't study for the test, is like, well, I'm still going to wing it when I get there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I didn't study, but when I get there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I study. Like he was like somebody who was like. He was being flip with the person. Mm-hmm. He was vaping. He was lying down. Like that uh, to me wasn't like, oh, I'm not prepared, but this is something I want. Mm-hmm. This is to me is like, uh, it felt like that you know, he was trying to like throw the challenge. Like on purpose. I see. Well, I think that has given um, Tiffany enough of a concern that if, if that was his intention, it looks like it worked because Tiffany's now considering going to see him which I don't think was on the mm-hmm. cards before. So. Yeah. She said that she would never go. Uh, but I guess that, you know, and I, I, I do really think that, and we haven't seen anything other than when he was trying to like uh, turn is it Daniel mm-hmm. against uh, Tiffany at one point. It seemed like he has a, a really great relationship uh, with Daniel. It seemed like that Tiffany's dad even like commented on it in a previous episode. So uh, that's the good about Ronald. But overall, like, uh, yeah, I don't know what he's up to. I don't know. I think I think clearly I'm not a Ronald guy. I don't think anyone's a Ronald guy. I think there's just mm-hmm. like there's like the the Ronald apathetics and then the the Ronald haters. I don't think there's really a Ronald person out there because like ultimately he's not done anything too, too bad, at least yet. But also he doesn't give me like I'm not sympathetic towards Ronald. Tell you who's not a Ronald fan is Maggie, <laughs> Tiffany's mom, who really like laid into Tiffany. Like, uh, like uh, you're gonna miss Christmas. This stinks. Maggie's the most unsubtle person on the entire show. Um, yeah, throwing in little jabs in the middle of uh, her talking about, like Tiffany talking about the plans. Like, oh well, look what he's doing, separating us. That's not good. Don't love that. <laughs> I'm gonna sip my coffee oh. now. Yeah. Very unsubtle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically the plan now is that the South African borders have opened up and Tiffany misses him and she knows the kids miss him and he misses the kids and she wants to have them go to South Africa and that could bleed into Christmas time, which is a big tradition in their household. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big deal. Christmas at Maggie's house. So... I'm, what, what are you going to do? It looks like she's going to South Africa, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think there's not much more takeaway there. I think the only thing was the conversation about Ronald wants them to stay like three months, whereas she thinks, let's just get an open-ended ticket and then see what happens. Three months is a long time. Yeah, It is long. It is long. Like I remember when we would go to Sweden for summer, we would go for like the three months, but also... My mom didn't work, and it was like, yeah, the tickets are expensive. We're not going to, we don't know when the next time is we're going to come here. Let's stay, because then the next time could be in four years. But this is different. 
Um, I think three months is a lot, especially if she's working. So I think open-ended was the right call, especially because she's kind of going there to monitor if she wants to commit to this. So good luck to them. I don't think there's anything else here except for the fact that she said she believes he's gotten his um, stuff together and then wants to go and see it for herself. So I think the drama is is incoming for these two. Okay. Then we only have Angela left, right? Uh, let me quickly scroll and look. Michael and Angela are the last couple for us to talk about today. Yes. I don't even think we saw Michael uh, last night. So I think it's just uh, Angela. Angela. Mm-hmm. Angela. And boy, uh, Puya, after Angela's whole experience in Cali, she is back home mm-hmm. and down 40 pounds. There you go. It works. Sexy Meemaw is back. <laughs> Good old sexy Meemaw. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's feeling herself. Okay. So time to talk to Dr. Shawnee and Natasha. Let's bring them back. And um, okay. How you doing? Great. Down 40 pounds. Are you exercising, Angela? Nope. No. No. She doesn't have the energy. Doesn't have the energy to do it. The kids, uh, uh, she's got the kids on Zoom. Believe me, I get it, Angela. You yeah. got to make the time. <laughs> yeah, zo- homeschooling five kids sounds like a nightmare. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Um, it's been stressful, Angela. We saw last week that her uh, facelift doctor wanted her to stop smoking. She signed the contract. The kid do the can't do the surgery. And she's down to, she says 10 cigarettes a day. Uh, she'll later on the episode say she's a, a pack a day, which is 20 by my recollection. Yes, it's, it's literally double. So yeah. that's not great. And, and good job calling out uh, uh, last week uh, that Angela's smoking in the Uber. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, she doesn't care where she's smoking. It's and it's weird because yeah. again, they've got to have approval before they do it. Although, unless she doesn't care yeah. about her Uber rating, which I'm assuming would get shot. I down. don't think she cares. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Puya. Yes. Here we go. Uh, I, I wonder maybe if the producers like, hey, we'll give you three hundred bucks. Like, let her smoke in the car. Uh, we For need sure. the shot. Um, <laughs> so, here we are the, with uh, Doctor Shawnee, and he, uh, Doctor Shawnee, thinks outside the box. He says. Uh, well, mm, what about instead of smoking, how about some uh, edibles? And Angela stops in her tracks like, oh, you mean like uh, edible underwear? Yeah. Well, I believe she initially said condoms. Eatables? Yeah. yeah. Edible Eatables? condoms. Uh, yeah. Eatable Edible condoms. Is that, now, is now, uh, did Angela invent something? Can we get the woman that worked at the sex shop with Kehlani and Isuelu? Edible condom? That I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. I'm looking it up real quick. Um, candy condoms with header card. Don't know what that is. Maybe it's like a novelty item, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, novelty use only. There you go. Novelty use only. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think there's. We're, we're making uh, that edible prophylactic. No, that would be uh, ineffective. So, yeah. I, I don't think so. And I like that her shock was well, I've only heard of eatable. First of all, she said edible right initially. Then in the confession, that eatable, eatable. underwear. Yeah. 
would if someone said edible to me, even yeah. if like edibles of the weed marijuana variety weren't the first thing to come to mind, an edible arrangement would have been the first thing to come to my yeah, mind. Yeah, edible arrangement. Yeah, yeah that's right. I would not have gone to underwear first. I mean, like that's like maybe the third or fourth thing that would come to mind. So, where's okay. your mind, Angela? What are you thinking about? So, I was. This was like a. I, I don't need the thing that. Kailani and Asuelu uh, had because I was shocked myself. <laughs> I was gooped when the doctor says, Angela, how about some edibles? And Angela's like, nope, no way. I was like, are you kidding me, Angela? That I would have thought would have been like, hey, that sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. Like, this to me seems like a great idea. I don't know why Angela was so... No, Angela did say why she was against it. Angela said something along the lines of... um, Damn, what did she say? It was something about that she believes that she won't have energy if she doesn't... If she takes them or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's, she's like uh, tried it when she was younger and didn't like it, so she wouldn't, she wouldn't like it now. But I feel like th- this is, this is uh, Angie... Who's up for anything? I would have thought that a doctor is prescribing, hey, why don't you try this drug? Uh, I think that she would have been like, well, let's give it a shot. Yeah, this was a big, big surprise to me that she wouldn't want to give this a shot. So ultimately, she turns that down. And then she's convinced that there's only one of two ways she can quit. She can kick the habit. Yeah. And one was acupuncture. The other was hypnotist hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. yeah okay so we're gonna see angela go try out some hypnotherapy okay uh any thoughts on hypnotherapy um i've never so the thing is i've never seen it happen i've never heard anyone i know who's like tried it and said that they it was successful but i would be terrified to go to one in case it was successful because i feel like i don't know what they're gonna say and and hypnotize me to do so i don't want to do that so I think so. Uh, what the guy does is that he, I think he rec- gives you the recording of it uh, after the fact. I think you could listen to the recording over and over again. I don't know mm-hmm. what the success rate is on uh, doing the hypnotherapy, but I, I love anything where they have a hypnotist. Yeah, he did say he said 93% success rate on the episode. So his that words, sounds very high, very high, like near impossible to miss. Um, high, yeah. But I think having a hypnotherapist on the show, it, it, it amazing, immediately made this more interesting to me with Angela. So mm-hmm. that worked big time. Yeah, Puya, how did you quit smoking? You were talking about smoking uh, last week. Yeah. So ultimately, um, I tried the gum, hated it. The gum did not yeah. replace it. Cause Gross, right? So yeah. bad. I was like, this is nasty. Like, I'd rather chew regular gum in its place. Um, because it wasn't giving me the nicotine goodness that I needed. Um, but ultimately, I just like cold turkeyed it. And yeah. the approach I had was I told all of my friends that I was quitting. I told my coworkers I was quitting because mm-hmm. that way I would have felt too embarrassed to smoke in front of them, which was good oh, because good. then that prevented me from doing it. And now they all know that if I ask for one, I'm actively trying to break what I've said, which they would have been a little bit more supportive on. So by having that like reverse peer pressure worked out, because then I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. You're a high character individual. A lot of people uh, would just be like, ah, 
Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm weak willed. I would, that's the way I did that. Cause if I hadn't, I would have easily convinced myself to like bum one off a coworker here and there. But by having that, making it be expected of me to quit, I was like, this will be the way to do it. And then obviously like Liana's support also helped big time. Um, yes. Having the support system there was very much needed. So that was good. So, all right. Angela is going off to the hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. And this was, again, the wildest thing uh, maybe in the whole episode was Angela explains to us, okay, I'm going to go to the hypnotherapist, but I'm going to wear, I, I have to wear this mask. Well, obviously, uh, right? No, not because of COVID. Because she has an abscess on her mouth, that's why. Like Angela, first off, you didn't it, you didn't need to tell us this. That this is the the one time ever. Just just wear a mask. <laughs> Nobody's gonna ask you a second question uh, uh, about it. But no, she's wearing a mask to hide her mouth abscess, and you can and you can tell that it, it's. That she only wears the mask over her mouth. Her nose is always sticking out mm-hmm. from her. She never wears the mask correctly. She did this at the um, the last time she wore it. She had the same thing with it. I think the last reunion. But it's 2020 slash 2021. She could easily have worn a mask and not said anything else. And we would have not asked any questions. Nope. So can I say we had today, I had the highlight of my whole uh, coronavirus pandemic oh. today when I uh, had uh, that so I had to meet somebody uh, came here to uh, do something with my car. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that after the guy left, I realized that and I, had, well, I had my mask on to uh, meet with this guy. And after I left, I realized I had something in my teeth and I was like, oh, hey, mask saved me. Man, save me! That I can't believe this is the first time in a year and a half this happened. But this is the greatest, the greatest moment for me through this whole experience because I had something like right here, mm. and nobody was the wiser. Nobody, nobody, nobody knew. I love and my that. wife could have said something uh, the whole afternoon. <laughs> she didn't, but I didn't have to go. I didn't realize later because that's the worst. Where it's like, ah, I was t- I t- I talked to that person and I had a thing. It was right here, mm-hmm. and, and nobody said anything. Um, but I had the mask on, and it saved me. I'm, I'll take that is a big victory. I will take that. Um, I had a similar incident yesterday. Uh, was meeting up with some people. We're ha- we're hanging out. Yep. We're eating. Yep. Um, I had something stuck in my teeth. Liana came in clutch, and I quickly, while no one was looking, pointed at you know, give me the signal. I was like, okay, good. I cleared it out. It was good, but. If I had a mask, I wouldn't need Liana's help. So that does that does help big time in these situations. <laughs> so that's a win right there. Yeah. 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 Is this the first time that that's happened where it's like, aha, he, mm-hmm. he didn't see it. I was wearing the mask. It was great. Uh, anyway, Angela, that she wants to quit smoking. Michael does not like her to smoke. Apparently, uh, Michael feels like that uh, his family feels like us. Smoking is for the party girls. Yeah, it's, it's she explains that she thought it was cultural, but it's more of a this is what they believe it to be. Like, oh, she thought it was a personal reason for him, but it was cultural. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, in my family, I could tell that my dad has that belief of like only like the bad people smoke. 
like the yeah so like that's kind of the the well, that's why you do it because you want to be like considered one of the, cool one of the, the, the yeah dangerous <laughs> uh, bad boy that's right um so and then so it turns out the secret to hypnotherapy is big headphones and asmr is kind of what i thought it was like very mm. very close contact with the microphone slow talking and you know you're trying to put them in a trance kind of thing, but I do think they do give you the tapes to take later should, to listen. Should we hypnotize the listeners? Go for it. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Give it a try. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. All right. So, uh, hold on. If you're driving, pause the podcast. You don't want to get hypnotized while you're driving. Yeah. Okay. Only when pause you're the home. Podcast. Listen to this. Yeah. All right. All right. What? What do we? Uh, that. Okay. Five star reviews. We want five star reviews. Five, all right. Okay. You're gonna go in a very relaxed state. Very just think about a nice, relaxing cabin in Utah. You're on top of a bunk bed. It's rocking and rolling. Back and forth. Back and forth. Listening to the sound of my voice. You're not getting shocked. The donuts are fine. Just concentrating on the sound of my voice. We're going to count up from one to five. That's the number of stars that the 90 Day Fiance recap for Rob is a podcast is going to get. Okay? You're going to get one, two, three, four, five. And now you're going to hear a bell. You're going to be wide awake. And then you go ahead, go to Bobaswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. Leave your star ratings. You can leave a comment too if you want. You're going to feel outstanding and refreshed. And you're going to subscribe. And can't wait for the next episode. And you're not going to send any mean comments to Puya or to Rob if you agreed or disagreed with any of their takes throughout the whole episode. Okay. All right. All right, Puya, there we go. I think it worked. I think I would like to think it worked. We'll we'll assess next week and see how strong Rob's hypnotherapy is. It'll be good. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Look, uh, if the podcast thing doesn't work out, I gotta have other options. I mean, I'll take it. I think I think that's a good path for you. I think you have the voice for it. If I do say so, if I can be so bold. Oh, yeah, come on. yeah. I think come I think on. there's a future for you here. Puya, anything else? Ninety day? Not really. Um, I think ultimately. With with uh, Michael, we're going to hear from him next week, which I'm excited about. And uh, mm-hmm. you did mention Jovi and Yara will be coming back. But besides that, 90 Day Fiance is kind of like doing its own thing once again. There's a cooking show yeah. now that's out there on, on Discovery+. Plus. I saw that 90 Day Diaries is another thing that's being added. So if you have Discovery+, Plus, there is infinite content for 90 Day Fiance. Um, but of course... You're having fun watching this with us, and that's what matters most. Yeah, it's been firing it all cylinders. So this was what a, what a great ninety day fiance weekend for me. So good. I mean, you got to have six hours this weekend. Yeah, you got to have the you know you've been doing weekly coverage since that first se- episode of that season, um, mm-hmm. and this was the first time you got to kind of binge it all in one go. And I feel like you enjoyed yourself, so that's good. It was great. How it's meant to be watched. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> This was great. Puya, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, I've actually got a 
pretty busy, busy week, which is fun. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I now, now you're now since we last talked, you're streaming every day. That's right. I've not missed a day live, um, even further back than June first. But since June first, I've streamed every day, with the exception of yesterday because I was in New York for the day. Um, Doesn't count. Yeah, that's right. So Twitch.tv slash I've been doing stuff Fine. there. It's been. Good. I did you do two? Did you? Just stream twice in any days? Uh, not technically. I did because that first stream in June was a subathon that went till six thirty in the morning, and then I finished okay, the stream. So you went all all day long, so that counts, right? Come on. Um, Come on. and then I did it. I like at three p.m. that day. I did another stream, so like that might be the day for it. Um, but no, this week, in, in addition to streaming every day, I will be podcasting quite a bit. So we just did this, and then I will be coming back to talk to you once more. Um, for the next uh, Survivor. Uh, oh yeah season so that's the one we'll be talking about that oh, yeah I'm, I'm very far behind um i haven't started yet so we're both behind oh. but we'll we'll get okay. it's gonna be a fun watch it's I gonna be a, bu- a busy a busy tuesday oh yeah busy tuesday um i will be also on this week's ngog episode uh with ali oh wow that's right yes um and then uh, another project with with mike and josh mike mike bloom josh wickler um it's a tier list of sorts and uh, I don't know how much I can divulge of that, but that's also happening for me this week. I'll be recording that this week. So those are the things that I'll be doing. And uh, it'll every single one's going to be fun. And we've already started the week on a high note for me with this. So couldn't be happier. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, really excited to be back talking 90 Day Fiance tonight here with you. Of course, uh, yeah, the 17th best season of Survivor, Survivor Co-Wrong, coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, I am also going to be talking with uh, Ali and Akiva this week when we are going to be uh, recapping a show that's airing, I believe, tonight, of a celebrity dating show, which I got to uh, find time to watch that tomorrow because I'm going to podcast about it on Tuesday night. So if you have a chance to watch that, you want to get ahead, uh, go ahead and uh, check that out. Plus, uh, I'll be back on News AF as well on Tuesday. So uh, we are back uh, firing on all cylinders. I love it. I love it. And I did like, see... Um, like Chuck's RV. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, um, Liana, big fan of News yes. AF and um, big fan of TikTok content, yes. was absolutely Dave Jorgensen to see Dave Jorgensen take over for you last week. Um, I listened to that one today mm-hmm. while I was uh, move, moving stuff. I went to my pod today and listened to Dave Jorgensen. Uh, that was very fun uh, with uh, Danny and Tyson. Uh, so but very excited to get back with the guys on Tuesday. I also was on the Survivor South Africa recap uh, this weekend as well, talking with uh, Shannon and Mike. That's amazing. I, we are currently have not watched episode two, but I will be downloading the podcast and listening to that along with the episode. So there you go. It'll be good. It's been great. Okay. It started. The, the premiere was amazing. So, again, we're back at it. We're back. Now, you know, it's getting real when there's new Survivor seasons to talk about. So, yep, yeah, we're back, baby. That's All right. right. Uh, so we'll be back talking more 90 Day Fiance with you uh, next weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.